0: should be live but now as always i need somebody to tell me that we're live i wouldn't know i wouldn't believe it yeah um where's this where's the chat well there's it's the pop-out chat on on the window. so i can give you the link if you want it and then you can watch it
1: here did that do
0: anything uh that's the wrong chat
1: okay here (laughs) so that's to you that's
0: only chat to me so yeah (laughs) I will, uh, so I just sent you a link there. So if you click that link, it'll pop open the pop out chat. And that's the chat that I'm, that I'm seeing. So if you see, and just put it up on a window somewhere. And then if you see some question that you want, uh, go ahead and grab it.
1: I like how the first one after us was woot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, that was actually before that was like, like before we actually went live. So, uh, (laughs) That was like
1: somebody was on the same braid. Wave. Well, I
0: put the I I put in the schedule that this was happening like a week ago and you, like a day later you reached out to me and said, oh, I'll do this. I'm like right on. And so then I put you into the into the schedule. But
1: yeah, I, I was watching the uh, one you did with Isaac mm-hmm. Arthur. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You figure you're, you're you've got some interesting things to say. Nice. Adam Longmire made it right to the beginning. Nice job. Uh, now, we you know, like it's so funny how many people like, how come nobody told me this was happening? I just found out about it now. Uh, I put it into the schedule. It's been there for a week. I do this every Monday at the exact same time. So hopefully, uh, yeah. All right, well, let's get cracking, man. So if (laughs) if anyone has no idea who you are, although I suspect you've just brought a whole bunch of
1: your fans over to here, but uh, why don't you tell people Uh, who you are? Not as many as I probably would have liked. I I had a video I was working on earlier today, but I took a 20 minute nap and looked at (laughs) later. So tell people who you are. All right, so I'm Cody Don from the, the channel Cody's Lab on YouTube. I'm from here in the desert of Utah currently in my garage. I do a bunch of science experiments, random things, and I show other people what I do.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's so uh, this is one of those cases like last last week, we had Isaac Arthur, and I'm a big fan of of his work. And I'm okay. a big fan of, of your work, too. And this is you know, what's really funny is that we I think became fans of each other completely separately. So it's not like I knew that you were a fan of my work. I don't think you knew that I was a fan of your work. And so I'll tell you what happened. Um, My son is a huge chemistry experiments nerd. And he was watch. I hope he's watching right now. Logan, if you're watching, (laughs) say hi in the chat. Um, So he uh, he would be like, I go into his room and he'd be watching all of these chemistry experiments nonstop and and one of them which was sort of one of his favorites was was yours and i think the <laughs> one that we watched was he was you were pulling gold out of something i forget which you know you pulled gold out of things on on several several times and uh, i was like oh my god this is so cool and then i then i subscribed to your channel and then at some point in the last couple of years or so you commented one of my channels it kind of blew my mind you know, I'm never mm-hmm. watching this
1: chat again because um, <laughs> Cody's there. Uh, like, I, I would actually watch your channel. I would uh, uh, download your video onto my phone here, and then I'd uh, just plug it in while I'm working. I would listen to it, at the podcast. I haven't seen all your podcasts. I just, it's
0: well, I, and actually I've made, I make all of these available as a podcast. Now, even this thing will be available as a podcast. So, yeah. uh, so you won't have to download it as a YouTube video. However you were, you were doing that. So you do awesome experiments. Can you explain kind of the setup and, and how
1: long, so how long have you
0: been doing this for? Uh,
1: YouTube. I started uh, back in 2011, uh, actually put the channel together for my grandma so she could see my experiments because she expressed interest. And uh, so, so I got that set up, and I would just occasionally put things out, get no views. And it actually wasn't until I started doing the beekeeping stuff that I started to have my channel take off. Um, I think it really helps to publish regularly to get gain an audience like that. And I was doing a video almost twice a week at one point. Just, I took a camera with me every time I went to a beehive and I think I still have the record for the most beekeeping videos on YouTube. How,
0: how, how, many, who keeps track of these numbers?
1: Uh, somebody told me a while back that they're like, I think you've got more video of bees than anyone else. Yeah. Well,
0: how many do you have?
1: Uh, bees. Well, first bee, <laughs> beekeeping videos and then bees. Well, uh, I think I've got like over a hundred hours of beekeeping footage. If you include the all day, uh, live yeah. that I did. <laughs>
0: and so what's your bee set up right now?
1: Uh, I've got, uh, you can see the big, yep. there's a wall behind me. There's two beehives sitting on the other side of that wall. Uh, one's a, uh, the box style, the Langsworth hive and the other is uh, the flower pot hive, which I'm bringing back. Uh,
0: and what kind of uh, what kind of bees are you running
1: um they're mutts they're a mixed breed of italian like cornelius yeah. yeah yeah okay i, I just whatever survives <laughs> yeah well
0: my wife is is does um kind of bees the uh, the uh orchard bees oh yeah like the ones that uh, what are they called
1: the blue orchard bees yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
0: That that sort of like little tubes, and they come out of. I, I tried to do them a while ago,
1: but my dog ate them.
0: <laughs> yeah, we. Oh, the problem is we we overwintered ours in the uh, in the garage, and they they sort of uh, escaped early, and oh, yeah. were all over the garage, and many of them died. So.
1: Yeah, so I, I keep getting them like in my torch tips, and I have to rod rod it out with a Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so what's your setup thing because sometimes you're doing work here at the house and then you've also got like some kind of property that you're out at
1: mining. right so the the property is my parents uh they have a ranch okay been in the family since the 1920s it's uh larger than most cities <laughs> uh square mile so um it's mostly hilly terrain sagebrush you run cows on it. Uh, growing up, I could blow up things and not mess with any neighbors because I knew his neighbor was like eight miles away. So, <laughs> and this and has so. come in. This has come in very handy. And so, how did you
0: get into <laughs> doing the chemistry and the science and the explosives and the and uh, that you do? Have had you gone to school for this? Uh oh. Did we lose them
1: okay, there still there. Yep, okay.
0: <laughs> uh, I was just asking you how you got into it. How did you start
1: uh, so, doing this? Like, did you go to school for it? Uh, my grandpa had a mining company and all the mining equipment and stuff. Uh, I would do assays you I know, just research online how to do it and I guess my chemistry knowledge snowballed from there I did go to college uh, I don't have any sort of degree yet I'm two classes away and from a degree any... in what uh geology okay so uh hopefully I can get that done by this fall I think two classes <laughs> away you should you should
0: do that I'm sure. <laughs> or someone has, has, has no university like reached out to offer you a, uh, a you know, like a, a what, I forget what they call it, you know, where they they uh, an honorary degree for all of the geology and education work that you do.
1: No, I haven't uh, had anyone reach out to me about an honorary degree. That'd be kind of cool, though. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I keep waiting for my my astronomy degree to to show up. (laughs) Um, Right. So you were doing like, you were learning stuff, essentially through the internet, the various chemistry
1: involved. Wikipedia. (laughs) Yeah. I've definitely learned more from Wikipedia than anywhere else. Isn't
0: that like the opposite of what professors tell you?
1: I know, but well, you have to take the information there with a grain of salt. I find that I edit a lot of Wikipedia pages myself. (laughs) <laughs> like, uh, there'll, there'll be a chemical reaction or something. And there's something that's left out or that's wrong. And like, I've done it. I know what's going on here. Let me tweak that a little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I like about Wikipedia is it's uh, and it's like a crowdsourced information. Yeah. And, uh, it, and most of the information is pretty good. And
0: most of it is pretty good. Yeah. So are you like, um, are you like, you've got some plan, like I'm trying to think of like some of those projects that you worked on, like you were just like, I want to figure out how I'm going to get gold out of this rock or aluminum. Okay. I'm gonna I want to smelt my own aluminum. And is oh, that yeah, like, that is that the goal? And then you just start from there?
1: Yeah, like, it's a lot of my videos end up being something that I've been researching just for fun. And then I go on, I was like, Okay, I think I can do this. Let's try it. Mm hmm. Uh, the aluminum one, uh, I did make aluminum. A lot of people are saying that mostly aluminum came out of the cryolite, which I had to add, which is probably true. But you know, I showed the process. That's what they do. It's minor tweaks to do it on a small scale.
0: Yeah, but each one just kind of each one just kind of builds, and so you just and yeah. and then a lot of that knowledge comes together from from what you what you learned on the one thing, then you're able to make the next project and, you know, some oh, yeah. of the underlying chemistry. You made your own, uh, YouTube play button when you hit, what
1: was it 250,000 subs? Yeah. Uh, YouTube was taking a long time to send it. So I'm like, I'm going to make one of my own. And that video actually, I was just something I was throwing together. Uh, I messed up so many times. Like, uh, I didn't actually know that silver absorbed oxygen from the air until after that video, of course, that's something I learned. Uh, but, you know, I, I wasn't very proud of that video, but I am saying like, I'll just put it out there anyway. Maybe YouTube will see it and send me the play button. And they did. But uh, apparently it's like one of my most popular videos now. <laughs> like, of course.
0: Yeah, I've seen people like make them out of wood. and But I think yours, <laughs> you know, you went, you went pretty far with it. Uh, so then what are the, you know, based on kind of what you know now, what are the projects that you that you're working on next or that you would love to kind of get your hands on? And you actually, uh, you have a you have a whole bunch of uh, catalytic converters. I do. Around uh, you.
1: Down here on the floor. See, uh, that's uh, one project I've been working on for some time, and I'm finally gonna do it. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that one I was extracting the platinum from the road dirt. No. Yeah.
0: Pl- uh, oh, because because they're coming out of the cars.
1: Yeah. Like I've noticed these catalytic converters. Uh, some of them have a lot more platinum than others, but they should have all started about the same. So that platinum's got to be going somewhere. And uh, after you know, if there's and the the catalytic converters on the older cars with 200,000 miles are the ones that have less platinum. So the platinum's coming out of the catalytic converter and presumably going onto the road. And so I collected a bunch of road dirt. Uh, concentrated it down and collected a small amount of platinum and palladium. Uh, there's a lot of people that are wondering okay, now did it come out of the dirt that's there? Because there is platinum in the mountains around mm-hmm. us, there's a lot of minerals, or did it? So I, I need to do a bunch more experiments with it. One uh, thing, what I'm doing now is I want to go to the source, the catalytic converters, and make sure I'm able to get it out with the leaching process. And then once I've got all the platinum out of these, then I can scale up and uh, try to get a nice button of platinum out of the road dirt.
0: <laughs> well, show you've got a chunk of platinum that you pulled out of the converters, right?
1: Yeah. So I don't know if you can see this. So that there in the cupel is the platinum. And uh, this is a little bit of palladium. There's actually seem to be more palladium than platinum in that catalytic converter. And uh, it came out of one pound of catalytic converter material. Uh, there's about two and a half pounds in a converter so it's about a gram of platinum group metals in there that's yeah. extractable uh of course the older ones there's much less so
0: <laughs> uh so have got a couple of questions here one tryhard wants to know uh i what should i do with a three and a half inch megalodon shark tooth
1: make a nice necklace yeah <laughs>
0: yeah make copies not sure yeah. Um, and Mark called wants to know, quad wants to know, can we have an update on the fusion thing or what do you need all that wax for?
1: Were you oh, yeah.
0: doing some kind of fusion?
1: Yeah, we got a few guys. Uh, we're, we're trying to get together and build a, just a Farnsworth fuser. Uh, I really want to use it to see if I can transmute elements, make uh, technium, maybe even plutonium, just small amounts that I can detect. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to get... All right. So, so then let's <laughs> talk about what
0: happened with YouTube. Cause you got into a little bit of trouble with YouTube. So can you go
1: into okay how that came about? So YouTube, uh, they've, you know, I guess they're being hit with a bunch of uh, companies that are pulling out due to videos you know, being things that the companies don't want to advertise mm-hmm. with. Yeah. demonetized. So their bots have gone through and just keywords, uh, For example, uh, lighting gunpowder in a vacuum chamber, that one got age-restricted and demonetized, even though it was a pretty benign video, right? Uh, Things like uh, extracting the nitrates from the compost and producing the gunpowder from scratch using the ancient Chinese process, which you can find in any uh, textbook. Uh, they, They removed those videos outright. Yeah, I almost had my channel deleted because of things like that. And uh, it's actually, like, my mining stuff, I definitely, you know, do I want to continue that? Well, that's the question, right?
0: Like, I mean, (laughs) you know, if you go and get your hands on uranium and refine it and make plutonium and, like, that's the kind of stuff that would probably get you demonetized and then eventually
1: probably kicked out. I mean, I'm I'm doing it because I'm an element collector. I think I got my... One of my element collection sets, right there. Hold on a second here. Ready, oh, try sorry. it again. Uh, I think it's on the shelf right here. Yeah. yeah. I've I've got every element that is reasonable to have. And All the ones I that guess. are
0: legal to have.
1: <laughs> and I guess now my target is the ones that are not. So. <laughs> right. You need a little unobtainium.
0: <laughs> um. This question, uh, Mr. X wants to know, um how do va- rockets work in a vacuum? I know they work with a suppressed chamber inside to produce thrust, but I wanna mm-hmm. know why that happens, Cody. You built a vacuum chamber and, and tested a rocket.
1: Right, so uh, the rockets do behave differently in a vacuum. Uh, they should actually be more efficient because uh, the gases that are coming out can go faster because they're not having to strike air on their way out and being slowed down. or It's essentially a pressure differential. You know the, the gas is going out, equal and opposite reaction. You're you're they're pushing on the rocket as well as you know being pushed on themselves. So the gases, so you throw a ball, you're putting force on the ball, but the ball is also putting force on you, right? So yeah. The gases from the rocket are pushing on the rocket, and, that's get, and the and so the inside of the chamber, you've got pressure all over, and the pressure is, you know, there's one side that's open so you get a pressure differential and the rocket goes one direction, uh, in a vacuum, that pressure differential is greater because now you don't have the atmospheric pressure. Uh, I don't know if that, uh, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Yep. That? So That's it's true. like, it's almost like it's the opposite, it's the opposite thing that people said, right? People yeah. say that, oh, uh, rockets won't work cause they don't have any, uh, any oxygen to push against. But the reality is it's the opposite.
1: They they're better because when they're pushing,
0: against, when they pushing right. against nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever worked with meteorites? Kujo and Friends wants to know.
1: I have. I would go out into the salt flats around where I grew up and I'd with a, with a magnet on a stick and tap rocks. And I did find a couple over the oh, years? years. Are you yeah. sure? I actually, I had one tested at the university and they confirmed that it was a meteorite. Yep. Yeah. So talk about Mars one and you were
0: in Mars one I had no idea
1: <laughs> yeah I, I guess I made it into the top 100 with them uh, so uh, the whole idea with the, the Mars one was you know you look at the uh, the amount of money that's spent on say the Olympic Games I think uh, in Russia a few years ago they spent 50 billion dollars on the Olympic Games and uh, I presume they made a lot of that back through the revenue from the advertising and stuff and uh, you know you're looking at those numbers and that could fund a space mission
0: mm-hmm. right
1: uh, you know maybe not a full-out NASA type government space mission but maybe something private that's a little bit more efficient with the money yeah you, know, you might be able to fund that and so that was the whole idea of the Mars one a lot of people took that as a reality show because they Thought, oh, it's gonna be a reality show in space. I'm like, no, it's more like the Olympic Games in space. But <laughs> so it would have to be on that sort of scale in order to fund it, though. And uh, a lot of the uh, I guess, uh, news organizations and stuff uh, kept it's like, oh, this couldn't happen, or it's a scam, and mm-hmm. you know, it creates a feedback cycle. And of course, nobody's gonna invest in something that is not gonna pay for itself until after it's happened if there's people calling it a scam along the way.
0: Um, yeah. So, I mean, this is, I've had a chance to actually interview, uh, bands, land, ba, land, 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's you say, last yeah. One. Um, and, uh, and so, I mean, really the question that people have is, are they being genuine? Do they, do they really plan to, raise the money as best they can and use that money to fund a trip to Mars and for people to live on Mars forever. Or is it some way for them to make money and they're going to pocket the difference with their foundation and it'll never happen. And, and there you go. And how do you tell the difference? So, um, I didn't right, get so this the sense the... that they, that there was anything like that. I got the sense that they genuinely wanted to, to go to mars and that it's an absolute long shot that was the impression
1: yeah. that i got in talking to them so uh th- they raised not nearly as much money as they was hoping for of course yeah. and almost all the money that they did raise got spent on uh like you can actually look it up they've got uh, these uh they contracted out the design and uh you know the for the habitation modules and stuff. And, you know, they, they paid like $60,000 for one report. And yeah, uh, they, they, burned through a large amount of their money that way. And also, uh, I guess, uh, you know, paying their employees salaries and plane tickets for bass to go around to all bunch of, uh, events and things. I actually met him down in uh, Texas when I went down there uh, for the Mars society convention. And, uh, and you know, if you, you know, add all those up, that's all of the money they've raised. So they haven't really pocketed anything. Right.
0: So, so uh, you know, as one of the people that's in it, how, how what sort of has been your connection to them?
1: Uh, I mean, they, they email us every now and then tell us what's going on. I think at this point, it's just like, they wanted to do the third round where they, they, they fly us out to the desert and put us in essentially tin cans, I guess, and see how we do, you know, do Mm -hmm. all the psychological tests. Uh, but of course they, they wanted to actually pay for flights. They didn't want to charge us anything. Of course that hundred people flying to a foreign country, that's pretty expensive. And Mm -hmm. they just, I guess they haven't gotten the money to do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. And so at a certain point they run out of money
1: and yeah, they, they had investors that were in on it it's like okay we'll, we'll pay for the third round and then at some point the investors are like okay we're, we're not doing this anymore so someone oh. behind you oh that's uh canyon how you guys doing no oh, she brought us some little turkey chicks oh wow
0: hold on a second here <laughs> oh that's awesome
1: yeah i've been hatching out some uh, turkeys for my parents birds <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here, you want to take these? Sure.
0: <laughs> that is so great. Uh, all right. So let's talk about space mining, asteroid mining.
1: Okay. So that's that's one of the reasons why I play with the the precious metals a lot, since you know there's a lot of platinum in an asteroid. <laughs> uh, like asteroid material, the the worst stuff out in space would be considered a highly valuable ore down here on earth. So there's, there's a lot of potential money out there, I guess, uh, after YouTube and all that stuff, I'd, I'd love to go into that at some point.
0: Uh, so, so where are we, do you think on the, on the, you know, on the path to being able to mine an asteroid?
1: Well, uh, we need to get some samples back from an asteroid so that we can Essentially we need to do an assay. We need to know how much metal's there and we need to give the investors actual numbers. It's like, okay, this is what it's going to cost to go get it. And this is what we'll make. And right now it's, it's going to cost us lots to go get it. It's going to make us lots of money. And uh, I guess most investors are like, okay, but what's the time frame on that? And yeah, how when much I get my money cost? back? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think as soon as we can get some hard numbers on that, it'll happen very quickly. So, are you involved in anyone? Or
0: have you been talking to Planetary Resources? Any of these other companies that are doing space mining I, at all? I did
1: talk to them a while ago. I probably ought to talk to them some more.
0: Yeah, there's like two main companies, right? There's um, uh, Planetary Resources, and then there's the other one. Oh, I forget the name, and I'm so sorry to the people who are Uh-oh. who run it. There's my Canadian, sorry, um, <laughs> it's somewhat deep space industries. I think anyway, someone's going to mention Sounds in, in right. the chat. Yeah. Um, and,
1: and I would be unsurprised if SpaceX went in after it too. Well, that's the
0: thing, right? <laughs> is, is that when the BFR flies, the, the, the big freaking rocket, mm-hmm. uh, the first tests are probably going to happen next year. The first orbital flights are probably gonna happen by 2020. We talked about this last week. Um, the amount of fuel on this thing is $7 million. So that brings oh, yeah. for, I think it's 250 tons. People keep keep up telling me the right numbers, but but that's <laughs> like 75 bucks a kilogram to space. The thing will be able that's to fly scary. to the moon, land, astronauts can get out, collect a bunch of samples. They hop back in and the thing flies back home. Like it just recreates Apollo, the Apollo missions just just off, you know, just because it can. Um, <laughs> and so s- same thing, right? When you think about going to a nearby asteroid, there's a lot of these asteroids that have very low difference in velocity, you know. The, yeah, the I think out- there's
1: a lot of them that are easier to get to than the moon.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they're only um, well, way easier than to get to the moon. You only need yeah. like a tiny little bit more than just escape velocity of the Earth. Yeah, because the moon, you
1: got to, stop and yes. then
0: start I yeah them so like tutatis i believe is is one of them you'll need like a little bit more velocity than than the velocity you need to uh to get to you know just to leave <clears> earth orbit and then you could mine and some of these things are um you know uh trillions of dollars in any one of At these least. like they would crash the earth Precious metals industry,
1: and I mean yeah. gold would make a good pop can material. <laughs> yeah, I look bowl. forward to the day yeah. when I'm drinking out of golden cups. Yeah, exactly, because <laughs> they're it's just cheap. so common, right? It'll never get as cheap as aluminum, though. It's it's always going to be a valuable metal. It might get down to the point where it's like copper. Yeah, but it's still going to be a valuable metal. Well, and they'll so be it... cheap. They'll be cheap, even cheaper yeah. aluminum, though, right? So aluminum will be as and... cheap as wood and dirt. <laughs> Gold would be as cheap as aluminum. Well, the aluminum always going to be expensive as the electricity, but if we get some solar-powered yeah. stations, and yeah. Uh, one thing I'd like to know about the asteroids is uh, okay, what the process is going to look like to actually my- get the stuff out of the rock. Like, mm-hmm. I actually want to take a sample of an asteroid or you know, a meteorite, and I want to I run some tests, and I want to see what the process is going to be, because I haven't seen anyone actually look at that. So then let's,
0: let's, let's go through it, then let's just run a little sort of mental example here. So, so you need to get let's say we're gonna go to Tutatis or some other nearby asteroid, you don't need a lot of delta V, you get there, the gravity is very low. Right?
1: So you can build enormous structures, you could have an enormous solar, you know, collector. Yeah. So harnessing things, no problem. But You
0: take a bad step and you just fly off into space. (laughs) Right. So it's so there's some challenges to Living and working on an asteroid so
1: like there's there's a few different ways of getting the metal out that I was thinking of like you could crush it into a powder and then use a magnet to separate out the the iron. now of we're talking iron. yeah so Just you get of most of like the bag iron.
0: the whole thing up so nothing <laughs> yeah. can get away and you won't sort of float away
1: yeah you'd have to I was wondering if you could like even almost like shrink wrap the whole asteroid like build it essentially a balloon around it yeah and give it and you work inside there, so if you release dust, it is captured. Yeah, uh, a little bit of rotation, it would anything would naturally collect into certain areas. It'd be.
0: And so, what of your experiments? Then, what if, from what you've learned, what would be the right way to extract metals off of the asteroid? I mean, you know, if we're on the one hand, it could just be like a pile of rubble. It's just going to be right. like rocks and and dirt and stuff and it's all just kind of held together by mutual gravity and you could probably almost shovel it up shovel uh... picks but it's just just (laughs) big chunks of dirt right with the other end of the spectrum is you got things like asteroid psyche which are just a solid chunk of metal
1: yeah you know so have you got one of those
0: have you got a metal asteroid
1: a metal meteorite i don't have a metal one i've just got an ordinary chondrite so get one because they are the (laughs) best I've yeah. got a
0: I've got a bunch of them. Whenever I hang out with people in person, I give them a, a metal so, meteorite.
1: So- uh, a while ago, I saw a video. There was a guy uh, forging a knife from a meteorite. I was in one of those iron ones. And I was actually thinking of doing something similar, but he beat me to it. Um, and I think the problem was is all the different metals in there, uh, the, the sulfides and stuff, it made a very terrible knife. And so it's going to have to be refined. And I was thinking, hey, we could use the uh, carbonyl process, uh, react it with the carbon monoxide to produce the iron petacarbonyl and nickel carbonyl. Mm -hmm. And then you can separate those through distillation, then reduce them back into metal form, recycle this carbon monoxide. So that gets your iron, nickel and a few other elements you can separate out. And then I guess uh, for the remainder, if you're actually getting the platinum, you might do the same thing that concentrated the platinum out of the Earth's crust, mm. but do it on the asteroid to get a. But is there
0: key... any reason to believe there's like more metal per asteroid, cubic asteroid, than there is on Earth?
1: Well, overall, there's the same amount because it's made of the same stuff. But the Earth melted when it formed because it's so big. The impacts produced so much heat; the entire Earth was melted, and all the heavy elements, which are the ones we're interested in, sunk to the core. And the metals that we're currently mining are stuff that have came in after the Earth's crust solidified. So all the gold and stuff is from meteorites that have landed uh, after the Hadian, Hadian era.
0: So they're inside the Earth. So if we want to really get it, then yeah. we've got to
1: dig down. And that would be a lot of digging down. Yeah, yeah to get down to the core. Uh, going down even just a few miles would be a lot harder than going into space. So, <laughs>
0: so my Cavelli asks, would it be, would the refinement process make it more difficult or easier on an asteroid? So, what do you think? I mean, that low
1: gravity, so everything is going to be a pain. Does in space. hurt in some ways because now if you melt a giant vat of rock is just going to sit there and the, the metal is not going to fall out so you're going to have to like spin that to get everything to collect yeah uh and in a lot of ways it'll be easier like there's no air to deal with you can forge a chunk of iron and you don't have to put flux on it and and it'd come out shiny it wouldn't have that rust scale on it it'd be perfect and you could even smash it together oxygen. and weld things without having to use a lot of heat and flux and
0: now, have you demonstrated that, vacuum welding?
1: I have a little bit. I I got copper and gold to weld. Uh, really?
0: Like you put them yeah, in the I, vacuum chamber and- Yeah, I and think I had some
1: copper powder and I vibrated it around with a chunk of copper. And afterwards I had like a, a layer of copper that had stuck to it. But it had to be very clean and it had to be a very high vacuum, which is a lot easier to get in space than it is here. <laughs> so what do
0: you think about the, about the legalities here? Um, uh, Christian Woodland is saying need some kind of agreement between Earth and space, ac- space activity, so economy on Earth doesn't go kaput. So, so what do you think about the legalities of it? Do you think everyone should just be able to just go to space?
1: So, uh, back when I was uh, setting up the, because you know the my mine, uh, you, you need special permissions to dig a hole, even if it's in your backyard. And I was stuck in the Bureau of Land Management, and uh, I. While I was doing that, I asked them, so what would it take for me to put a mineral claim on an asteroid? And they, they just kind of laughed at me. <laughs> but yeah, I think possession is nine-tenths of the rule, I believe <laughs> in that one. Yeah, that's a, I think there's actually laws that they've written since then where any citizen who picks up material, the material they've picked up is theirs, but the rock itself is not. So it's first come, first yeah. served.
0: Yeah, they actually so they actually rewrote the laws in the last couple of years to make to explicitly allow and make it easy for private individuals to go and mine asteroids. Which so you're in the clear now. So little, I mean, this is what all your training is for. So you've your 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 chemistry and your astronaut training. It's all going to come together, and you are going to be uh, going to be mining those asteroids and making uh, no big money. That's awesome. I love it. Um, so, um,
1: I, I got here on my thing. I was, so, uh, people say, uh, why Mars? Let's go to the moon first. I'm like, well, let's go to the moons of Mars first. If we want to go sure. to our, <laughs> yeah. And I think you did a video a while ago about, uh, habitating Venus and why it's some ways is better than Mars. Uh,
0: I did that a long time ago. I, yeah. I, I'm not, I think, I think your, your moons of Mars is a great point, right? Like you right. could go and set up on say Phobos and Deimos you could build a nice little base there. The gravity's low. It, they're easy ish to get to compared to trying to get down to the surface of Mars and then come back up. And you can teleoperate robots exactly. from the orbit of Mars. And so you just like run an army of robots in real time. So geologists so or whatever all could be what you in do
1: is turn Phobos into a space station.
0: Yeah. But and what the... about the portal to hell that's on Phobos? Is that like a constant problem they're gonna have to deal with?
1: Oh, well, I want to know what it is. <laughs> it's, it's
0: in it's in the Doom game. If you haven't if you haven't played that, there was a
1: uh... obviously I haven't played that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, uh, uh, so, like, I'm a fan of Mars. I like looking at Venus. Like, why would you want to colonize Venus? There's it's a steep gravity well. there's yeah. it's very difficult to get to resources. You may as well be putting a boat in the middle of the ocean. You know, it's about the same conditions. Yeah. Venus is an ocean of carbon dioxide and I I realized the reasons that I didn't like Venus also apply to Mars in some ways Mars has a gravity well it's hard to get off of and you know the only reasons I want to go actually to the surface of Mars is to uh, dig up some frozen fishies and see if there are any fast life there right but still good. so it's definitely yeah. like for actual habitation asteroids that's where it's
0: at yeah well and i totally agree like people ask me like well should we go to venus should we go to mars should we go to the moon i think we should just go to space exactly like wh- like going if you go into going into gravity wells is for suckers
1: <laughs> right <laughs> that's like, uh, one thing i like about isaac arthur's videos he he talks about that a lot the big space mm-hmm Mega structures and things
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so once you've well, yeah once you've gone uh into a gravity well once you've escaped a gravity well you never want to go back into one exactly um <clears throat> oh someone had a question there i'm just gonna find it here um oh. okay so satanic toaster wants to know uh given your interest in mars and space in general have you done do you practice any astronomy what about astrophotography you you've got a telescope
1: me? uh do um i've i got a picture of the uh, uh humanity star a while ago oh you did i didn't i never saw that yeah. I, I tried for so long to catch a picture of that and apparently i caught it just before it died like the yeah. day before we entered uh so what i did is i just set my camera up and uh i knew about where it was going to be in the sky and i just set my camera to take a picture uh once a once every two seconds, and then hold the shutter open for a second. And I just did picture, picture, picture for about five minutes or so. And then I just reviewed the pictures after, and I was able to see. Okay, a little sparkly thing. That was Humanity Star.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I missed it. Uh, but our weather... Uh, apologize, I, I apologize to a bunch of people watching in the chat right now. My night bot is like a little... Overly aggressive. And, uh, anyway, if you use like, uh, all capitals and symbols, it doesn't like it. So, oh, okay, yeah, I'll disable that. Let me see. I'll disable the excessive caps oh. and I will disable the excessive emotes. but now of course you're going to go moat crazy and you're going to everything, every comment's going to be in capitals. Cause that's how the internet works. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, Jeff calling says, what do you think about rotating <clears throat> habitats in space or hollowing out asteroids?
1: We'll haul out the asteroid and use the material to build a rotating habitat, right? Yeah. Uh, Roll out the steel, the nickel, make the the walls and the pressure vessel.
0: I mean, the only problem is that we don't know what the, like I said, how well these things hold together. And these are like a lot of the, the, this is a lot of the research that we have to do is we have to go to these worlds. We have to explore them. We have to find out, can we you know, spin them up? Can we live inside them? Are they just gonna fall apart if we rotate them too quickly? Are they just gonna tear yeah. themselves apart? So we don't know. Um, that is the that is the challenge, right? And so- We need to
1: get some prospectors out We there. gotta get some
0: prospects out. You, right? <laughs> you're the, you're, you, are, you are the sort of ultimate uh, asteroid miner. I can just imagine that you're like in some science fiction movie, you know, running his own asteroid mining ship, you know, making yep. a living on the uh you know it's like platinum uh, he can pull off of various asteroids with his my grandpa's uh,
1: mining company was uh, sidewinder mining
0: so, that was the name of your of your grandfather's mining company
1: yeah that's <laughs> awesome I, I might continue that so yeah uh, i was even thinking like for like a flag the sidewinder snake going from earth you yep. know it's like, pattern and like so, th- so you <laughs>
0: already know the name of your asteroid mining company. Exactly. <laughs> um, George Lancaster uh, says, aren't there solid metal asteroids? There are. There's uh, mm-hmm. asteroid Psyche, for example, which it appears to be the heart of a destroyed planetoid. Sorry, um,
1: and that's Have they gotten the, any pictures the, of the metal from those? Uh,
0: well, it's it's just like my... I can't reach them, but I've got some metal asteroids over there so i have
1: always wondered like is it shiny when it's out in space because you know it comes into the atmosphere of the earth it oxidizes and turns like a black color but out in space is it i i imagine it would be like especially if something had hit it recently yeah i'd love to get some pictures
0: this is a mission (laughs) that nasa is planning to send it's what it's you know it's been approved at this point so they're going to be sending a mission to this asteroid to find out you know, was it really the heart of a destroyed planet? So a couple of people are noting in the chat, they're called M type asteroids, they're about no. 15% of the asteroids out there, I think. And so the oh. problem is they do that fall here. But <laughs> you can't find them anymore, right? you gonna grab a, an asteroid for me? A meteorite? Yeah. Yeah. So go, go to eBay, Cody, and and do a search for metal meteorite.
1: Is that uh, one of the Kangan Diablo ones Uh,
0: or? No, well the one that I like is the Campos del Cielo.
1: And they're they're the
0: cheapest ones. And so you can get, you know, with your YouTube bucks until you get demonetized, uh, you could probably (laughs) get or trade, you know, some platinum out on the open market. You could get a fist sized, metal meteorite for a few hundred dollars and it's just i want so, one bad
1: what i would probably do with that is uh oh, well, i want to save some d- for my collection of you course would but... destroy it you monster <laughs> grind it up into a powder <laughs> into a powder we'd, we'd in we'd it. basically do it what i would do out in space right yeah just to find and, out just to make sure and uh, forge it properly take all those sulfides and all the other metals out so it make a proper knife yeah and little carbons what's hard
0: uh John Michael Godier in the chat he's saying Silcote Allen Irons are oh. cheap too. Yeah. So there's there's a couple of these meteorite falls, the Campbell Steel CLO, the Sil- Silcote Allen are sort of the cheap ones um and but I recommend everybody just go to eBay, <laughs> buy a metal meteorite. It is the most awesome piece of space metal that you can that you can get. Um and the, but the problem is is that as you said, they get they land here on earth and they, they rust away. Yeah. And so uh, that's
1: actually something I noticed about, uh, finding meteorites out on the salt flats is I don't find them on the salt flats, huh? Cause they rust away so quickly,
0: but would, but stone ones must show up there. Right. If you find a rock on the stone, on the salt flats, it had even to be the a stone
1: ones, even the stone ones come apart on the, uh, with the salt. Yeah. The salt destroys them. Uh, the only ones I've found are kind of up a little bit higher. Where the water table doesn't come to, yeah, it's like the the salt flats. The the surface of the salt flats, uh, it's all smooth. That's the water table, so that it's water that's come up there, and the water evaporates, and the salt right. gets left, and over time and it gets it smooth. And so it's like this time of year, it's always wet. Yeah, you drive out there with your truck, you'll sink to your axles, and so rocks would. Sink down underneath the salt and decompose. Yeah, I I imagine they wouldn't last that long.
0: Well, people do go and like they'll take like metal detectors and they'll go out to like farmers' fields and they'll just scan them carefully and find.
1: That's something I always wanted to try. Is like uh, you you drive by a farmer's field and they they have piles of rocks that they pulled out of the field. Like take a metal detector and see if I find in there. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's see. George had another one. have you ever hear of a snow cone building system for making giant metal hollow stations via live free or die? A snow cone? You're going to have to explain, George. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: So you make a snow cone, you like pack it together?
0: Yeah. Out of asteroid stuff? Uh, well, you get
1: the metal purified. You can just take a powder and smash it together. And- yeah.
0: Well and George was saying in the chat, yeah, you can find meteorites on large snowfields. That's they find them on glaciers and they find them in oh, yeah. Antarctica, which is pretty yeah. cool. Until so they'll go out in Antarctica with um like in a snowmobile and they'll mm. just and anything that they find is sitting out there on the ice and a lot of times if it's you know now because Antarctica is melting, um <laughs> and the glaciers are melting, so they're melting down and so stuff that's been found there years and years ago gets revealed. <clears throat> People want to know what you're drinking. Uh, this is raspberry iced tea. Oh, really? Yeah. Not heavy water iced tea?
1: <laughs> no. Heavy water is a little expensive to have, drink all the time. Have you made any heavy water? Have you tried? I have. Really? Yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how would you make heavy water? A lot of electrolysis. Yeah. So electrolysis it down till there's nothing and then do it again and again till. You get something that's heavier, I guess. <laughs> Apparently, it's poisonous. Uh, in large quantities, it would be. You, did you try it? I've tasted little bits of it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're
0: still here. How are you still here? I think is the question, right? <laughs>
1: well, let's see. <laughs> um, that's d- d- dumb luck and a deal with the devil. <laughs> what, so what? What?
0: You, what had the greatest chance of almost killing you?
1: Uh. Driving?
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
1: Yeah. Uh, there was uh, an accident a uh, while back before I even had a YouTube channel, which I got locked in a uh, shed with chlorine gas. I actually saved some of my I'll make a video on this, but yeah. I actually saved some of my hair. The hair was bleached almost white. So what happened is I was uh, I was trying to use chlorine to dissolve gold, and I wanted to put it in a canister so I could like have it on demand, and uh, I guess my dad came by. I was like, oh, that door's open. I better close that. And of course, closed it. It locked. And now I'm working with the chlorine gas. It gets out a little bit. And I go to the door. Door's locked. <laughs> I ended up having to go out the back and walk through a cloud of chlorine several times. And it's not very good for you. <laughs> no.
0: Just imagine, you know, hacking your way out with an ax or something if you had to.
1: Yeah, I. it took me years to mess with chlorine at all ever again yeah freak
0: out but so but chlorine is so useful for chemistry
1: it is uh that's how i got the
0: platinum here yeah so, so you were able to overcome your your chlorine fear
1: it's so like I, i've worked with things that are probably even worse than chlorine but such as uh Circe solution the the thallium melanate.
0: i don't know what uh, that is
1: Uh, It's tasteless, odorless, poison. Uh, It's it's been banned because it's too toxic, right? (laughs) Uh, It's really useful for separating uh, uh, minerals in an ore sample. But uh, I think uh, Thiosol uh, did a video a little while ago uh, where thallium is the most toxic metal on Earth, right? Which is debatable, but it's pretty toxic. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Oh, Carl Ramirez is saying there was a time Julian Assange claimed his hair was white due to a science experiment gone wrong. <laughs> uh, oh, this is a great question. So this comes from Daryl Adams. Cody, when will we see mercury from tuna?
1: Oh, I've, I've got a stack of tuna. I've been wanting to work on that. Like cans. Uh, the problem is I, I've, i I want to rebuild a distillation apparatus designed for that to, cause it's there, there's tuna there's mercury in tuna, but it's not very much right. Uh, I did try once and it just made a big tarry mess. So <laughs> I'm going to have to try again. I've, you know, a few milligrams per can, which is an amount that I could extract in mm-hmm. yeah, theory, but it's. So what's the, it's what would deliberate.
0: be the, the process then? How would you get at it?
1: Uh, so what I'm thinking of doing now is just to dry it out, burn it to ash, collect all the vapors, and then. Use chemicals to isolate the mercury.
0: Dry it out, burn it to ash, and then use chemicals. And so, what chemical? Yeah, so I'm you... gonna have
1: to. I'm gonna have to collect all the smoke and stuff that comes off the burning because the the mercury. Because the mercury will go up into the smoke. Yeah. So I need to collect all the, the soot. And you're you were building like a fume hood,
0: right? Or is that for a different yeah. purpose? Uh,
1: it's actually. This is my fume hood. I'm building. I still need to work on the door and the actual vent, but.
0: And what do you need to do with that?
1: Like well, uh, just a general purpose fume hood. Before I do any major work with chlorine, I want a fume hood. like dissolving gold into acid. It produces lots of relatively toxic gas, which is fertilizer, but not for your lungs.. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, uh, let's see. So Jeff calling a question for us, uh, with the growth in private space, do you think you will visit space in your lifetime, even just suborbital? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I definitely think that's on the table.
0: Really? Um, Would you, would you sign up for like the, uh, the blue origin suborbital flight or
1: would you go orbital?
0: (laughs) Would you go, would you go to Mars? People always ask me if I go to Mars, would you go to Mars?
1: i mean you're you're talking to a guy who you signed, signed up for mars for one i one know
0: but if it came but if it actually came up would you do it oh yeah for, you'd like be willing to go to mars and die there
1: well i'd want to live one way while. trip to mars cody <laughs> that's the deal so uh one one thing i was joking about a while ago is uh for the, the one-way trip to mars everybody assumes is they're gonna die die on impact basically i'm like well maybe mars one should have done that i bet you'd still have people sign up
0: yeah yeah, um, but do you so that think that people are
1: fine. really like
0: really appreciate? Because I think you're pretty close, right? Like you like to spend a bunch of time out in the farm, out on you know, out on the property, mm-hmm. living off the land, as it were, chemistrying off the land. Like <laughs> you're pretty well on your way to being you know a a future martian but i think for a lot of people they don't realize just how awful the place is
1: yeah like i'd probably be okay controlling a robot on the surface of mars from phobos right right and and like something i've been thinking a lot about lately is you go to mars humans are going to contaminate that immediately yeah we, we can't send people until we've determined what the life on mars looks like you know, is it related to us? Is it, you know, we won't know if we contaminate it.
0: I, people ask me this question all the time. And I like, I like, was it Neil deGrasse Tyson's answer, which is I'll go to Mars after Elon Musk's grandmother returns from it safely. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: he wants to go on a, right. On a so airlines flight. Or something. Yeah. So
0: once, you know, once it's safe and, uh, calm then you know and people keep coming back and forth and i mean that's what it's going to be boring right that that's perfect i want to be boring yeah um (laughs) Jao stirza wants to know if you're going to wax yourself with your beeswax
1: you know i haven't thought of doing that yeah there you go (laughs) the problem with beeswax is it has a higher melting point than the uh the paraffin wax yeah so pouring it on the skin will burn you yeah so
0: um, oh someone wanted to know what we thought about interstellar
1: interstellar See? the movie yeah okay, I think interstellar should have been called gravity and gravity should have been called something else
0: <laughs> because of all of the uh all of the relativistic time dilation that happened with interstellar yeah yeah
1: <laughs> I mean like, gravity would be a great name for that and they didn't really I mean yes, it was interstellar, but it wasn't
0: yeah it was very satisfyingly i thought it was fine it was fine i mean uh, it's
1: great movies but
0: yeah i mean it was great to show I, i'm now able to use that example whenever i explain to people how time dilation works how how gravitational time dilation works i'm like you remember that movie interstellar you know they went down <laughs> to that planet and they're near the black hole and when they came back up everyone had aged 80 years that's how time dilation works
1: so it's like a lot of gravity yeah. to do that
0: <laughs> but um you know, using it as a way to explain how, you know, what's inside black holes, that's when it goes all about the window and it's of no value whatsoever. Yep. Uh, would I wear Cody's hair's wig? Yes, I sure would. It's has got beautiful <laughs> hair. Look at that golden
1: locks. So uh, when I did the red AMA, I got a lot of questions about the hair and I, I don't think I answered it you, as well. You don't feel like you
0: addressed it as much as so, you should have? Um,
1: so I guess I started growing it out just kind of incidentally it sort of does it uh uh, too lazy to cut it and people commented on that they liked my longer hair so i just kind of left it alone and i think what really solidified it was a lady at walmart told me i needed a spanking for growing my hair out and i'm like wow hair long then
0: (laughs) (laughs) is that that what it's like uh having your long hair in utah (laughs) The guys are not supposed to have long hair that's a girl ink.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: i wish i used to have long hair uh arjun wants to so do you think you could survive in antarctica so that's closer to home go okay. go live in, uh, in Antarctica. you can still
1: breathe the air
0: <laughs> yeah so it'll be easier than mars yeah it's a million times easier than mars Actually, like, people live
1: there year-round now right
0: Oh yeah, no. There's a base. I mean, there's the base at the at the South Pole, and people live there year round. Is it actually at the South Pole? Yeah, at the South Pole. There's a bunch of bases, but one is at the is very at the South Pole, and they are growing. They actually just got their hydroponic plant. Uh, they've got like a a sea canister filled <laughs> with hydroponics, and they're growing tons of of vegetables, know so, yeah, that sounds like, fun. <laughs> cucumbers. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I know. I know. When I saw that, I'm like, man, I got to get my hydroponics going a little better. So.
1: I've got uh, about eight feet that way, my hydroponic system with the 100 buckets. 100?
0: Hundred, so nice. how, so yeah. what are you using for light?
1: Uh, just the sunlight. You use the sun. OK, yeah. Yeah. At least whatever I can get uh, past I've, my I've got tree. one of those.
0: Um, <clears throat> Anthony. People are asking about me with long hair. Do a search for my name. You'll see me with, like, a ponytail, pink, uh, and curly hair. Um, uh, yeah, so do a uh, – well, right, so I've got a, one of those LED grow lights, the sort of mm-hmm. full spectrum. Everything gets purple, and so we, we <clears throat> used it to start a bunch of plants over the wintertime and tried growing, like, some – uh, lettuce and tomatoes and things like that inside, and it kind of worked. We were getting cherry tomatoes out of it with one of these lamps.
1: You actually got them to tomatoes?
0: Yeah, well, so my <laughs> wife realized that you had to um, that
1: my
0: you had to pollinate them. So she was being a bee. So she'd go in and was had right. a, like a toothbrush or a, a Q-tip. With, with tomatoes, you can just
1: give them a good shake. Yeah.
0: So, she was, so she'd have to go in. You have to shake the tomatoes to get the <clears throat> pollen to come down. And then you have to pick up the pollen. You have to paint it on other tomatoes. very, very intensive process. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think I did a video a while ago. Where, like you're out in space. You got a big greenhouse. You're growing your own food. Hand pollinating is a lot of work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's no, easy. ton of, ton
1: of work. I think uh, bumblebees would be up to the task. Well, that's one of the
0: reasons why. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they, have you seen they need a special? Con- oh, that's right. We used a toothbrush. You have to use an oh, electric toothbrush. Yes, you use an electric toothbrush. You you buzz the flowers and they release the pollen, and then you catch the pollen, and then you paint the pollen on other things. Yeah, it was a it was a lot of work, and uh, she was she like, we didn't. We didn't set up the the, the farm again uh, this wintertime, <laughs> so we'll try. Yeah, uh,
1: I don't know if you saw my uh, mining series, but I did like try to grow plants inside the mine uh, with the solar panels, melody grow lights. Yeah, I wanted to do more of it, but I had a problem with the mice eating everything, and also uh, the assay reports I got back. The soil was high in lead, so I didn't want the dust getting on the plants and then eating that. Is is the
0: whole area high in lead, or just the <clears throat> inside the mine?
1: Um, actually, I did some more tests on my own, and I determined that the uh, assay place must have mixed my samples up because there wasn't nearly as much lead as they said it was. Oh, so you did your own? That's hilarious, <laughs> right? You go and you get
0: you get your stuff tested for lead, and you don't like the results. So you go and you test it yourself. Yep. Yeah, classic Cody's lab.
1: That's an episode. Um, I wanted to you know extract the lead like hey there there's a metal but I couldn't do it. There's not as much lead as they said then. <laughs> That's awesome. So but yeah like uh the mercury content of the soil on the ranch is pretty high. Uh, I think it was like between 50 and a 100 parts per million just everywhere
0: because
1: mm-hmm. it's naturally in the soil. Mm. And uh uh, they had a big fire in uh, 2007 that burned all that area. It's got that high mercury content. And then in 2008, uh, their reports saying that the Great Salt Lake is uh, extremely high mercury levels. I'm like, yeah, you wonder where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, it's a big mystery. Where did this mercury come from? we we're, It's we're, uh, investigating all the mining companies. I'm like, no, it came from the fire. <laughs> right.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Again, they should have uh, gotten your help with this. Well, we've reached the end of this hour. Where does the time go, uh, Cody? Oh. So, for for people who don't know your material, your channel is called Cody's Lab. Just mm-hmm. do a search on that. You've got a how many followers you have now? A million and a half?
1: Uh one point four million. But of course, with YouTube, they don't uh, show everybody the videos. So yep. I think there's a couple hundred thousand yep. that actually. And what will people see shortly? Um, uh, this video that I was going to do today, but it's going to probably get pushed out to tomorrow. I took some gold powder and I uh, beat on it with a hammer until it turned into a metal foil. Hold on. Let me give it a view. Wait. Hold it
0: up again. One more time. Okay.
1: Oh, that's oh. so cool. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I've smashed the gold into a metallic sheet yep. with, without ever... Well, I did have to heat it because it does have to be annealed, but I never melted the gold. Oh, that is like this. That is so cool. Of course, it it would have been much easier in a vacuum.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right, well, everyone should go and check out Cody's lab. Uh, It is super fun and, you know, please be safe.
1: (laughs) I'm definitely improving my safety. (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right. Thanks a lot. And thanks everyone for watching. Uh, I guess next week we negotiated while we were doing this show next week is John Michael Godier. So we'll have him on the, we'll have him on the, on the chat. And I think after that, it's going to be Paul, Matt Sutter. He doesn't know that yet, but I will uh, negotiate (laughs) it with him. All right. Thanks everyone. Thanks Cody. We'll see everybody uh, next week.